Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tallest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org, from Louisville Public Media. Do you read Stephen King? Good news. There's a club for you. The Losers Club. Every Friday, us losers journey through the never-ending wastelands of King's Dominion. We sink our teeth into each of King's novels, dive deep into the lore, and review every adaptation. Even better, we're always having guests over. Thomas Jane, Will Wheaton, Mary Lambert, Mick Garris, the list goes on. So what are you waiting for? Join us as we read on through long days and pleasant nights. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with... Audio interview series presented by WFPK Independent Louisville at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sounds and the Consequence Podcast Network. Hello to all the subscribers. Uh, thanks for joining us every single episode. I know we do a lot of them. Every uh, new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So thanks for checking them all out. If you haven't given the series a rating wherever you listen from, uh, I hope you do so. Uh, leave a comment or a review or any of that stuff. If you're not a subscriber, take that moment to hit that subscribe button right now. It's a great way to keep up with all of your favorite artists and what they're up to. And you can do that wherever you get your podcast, wherever you're listening to this right now. There is a subscribe button. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today I'm going to be talking with the one, the only, Mr. Alice Cooper, Old Black Eyes himself. So Alice has a, a record coming out next year, but leading up to it, he gave us a little bit of a surprise, an EP called Breadcrumbs. It's six songs, or seven if you count the medley, almost all covers except for uh, two originals. One of those is a new one, one's a re-recording, updated version of a song called Detroit City. And the whole concept is uh, Alice Cooper goes back to his youth, he goes back to his hometown of Detroit. The Detroit scene of the 60s and 70s, looking at the garage scene of the 60s, the punk scene of the 70s, and doing his own version of these really amazing songs. Songs by uh, MC5, early Bob Seger, Susie Quattro, Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wills. So he and I are going to talk about the whole concept behind this, why he wanted to do this EP, and how it leads to the next album. The sound of it, the feel of it, the themes of it. We'll also hear about recording with a lot of those Detroit guys, including Wayne Kramer and Mark Farner. And Bob Seger. He didn't record with Bob Seger on this, but he, uh, as I mentioned, he does do one of uh, Bob's early songs. One of his 60 songs, long before the national spotlight, back when Bob Seger was kind of a punk rocker. And if you don't know that side of Seger absolutely check it out. There are some amazing songs. 
And Alice will tell me about covering one of those called East Side Story. There's also a little bit of talk about his other band, Hollywood Vampires. That's the one with Johnny Depp and Joe Perry. And how he approached their latest record called Rise. And something for the collectors, too. Uh, this record store day, Black Friday, uh, there's going to be an Alice Cooper release called The Billion Dollar Babies 73. And Alice tells us uh, about the holy grail of Alice Cooper collectibles. If you're a fan, you'll know what I'm talking about. And if not, well, this is the interview for you. Talking about this EP called Breadcrumbs, it's Kyle Meredith with Alice Cooper. Hey, Kyle. Well, I know we're going to have you here in Louisville in just a few days, uh, November 19th, right here at the Louisville Palace. It's going to be exciting to have it back here. And I want to tell you how uh, much fun I've had listening to this uh, this new record, the EP uh, Breadcrumbs, that you've given us. This is a really cool one. Well, it's, you know, it's about Detroit. Uh, it's all Detroit players. All the songs are from Detroit players or about Detroit. And it's, you know, hometown for me. So we just figured that we would do a... A tip of the hat to my hometown and uh, came out with some interesting things. Uh, the thing that I noticed was using Johnny B, you know, from Mitch Ryder on drums and Wayne Kramer on guitar and Mark Farner on guitar and, 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 and then a bass player that worked with Motown and things like that. There's a certain amount of R&B that's built into these players. Even if they're playing hard rock, there's just a taste of R&B in there. And I can hear it on these tracks, which makes it different from anything else I've done. You know, and and them all coming from a similar scene. I mean, uh, as you say, in Detroit, we're talking about 60s and 70s, what would have been called Garage then and later maybe even punk. When we think of those things, a lot of the other cities seem to come. I mean, Detroit gets its recognition, but you think of punk in L.A. and New York and the U.K. comes up. How did Detroit come up with that sound on their own, that garage type of sound that, that, that you all did birth? You know, I think that what it is, I think, it, you know, if you really want to take it back, it goes back to the fact that most of these kids' parents worked in the auto business. They all worked, you know, kind of like, you know, in the factories. And everybody was sort of middle class or lower middle class and kind of had the same upbringing. They don't want to hear soft rock. They want to hear something that gets them going. They want to hear the horsepower. Like It's like a, having a muscle car. You know, that's the kind of mentality it is. If you're, if you're, if you're um, Seals and Croft, when we lived in Detroit, you were, you were just going to die out there. But if you're a hard rock band with attitude and, and energy, like MC5 or Iggy or Alice or you know, any of those bands, then you're, you're home free there. And it's always been like that. Yeah. It just always has been a, the hard rock capital of the United States, I think. You've uh, you've got a new song on here too with with Go Man Go, and I got to tell you, it, it it is amazingly period accurate. Like if you had told me like that is a song from then, I would believe you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I think it's because that you know uh, when Bob and I write together, uh, you know, we go right back to the source of everything, and uh, that's just what what we are. You know, we're uh, if you take rock and roll back to the very very essence of it, we're all Chuck Berry. You know, yeah. Chuck Berry was was what we all learned first, and that that includes the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and everybody else. And he was really the guy that put guitar rock on the map, and we just took it from there and turned it into something else. But we never lost the attitude of the hard rock. And and, and I'll mention too, you've also updated Detroit City, Detroit City 2020, which sounds like an obvious thing. But I was kind of wondering what the story was uh, behind that one. Uh, you know, what went into that? 
I was delving back to 1970, 1969, 1970 in Detroit. And, you know, me and Iggy were gigging with Ziggy and they were the MC5. And we were talking about, uh, you know, Eminem and the Posse and Kid Rock were all babies at the time. Or maybe not even born. Right. <laughs> you know, but, you know, that, that was Detroit. And, I mean, uh, I still feel that when I go to Detroit, it, it still has the same feel. I mean, rock bands are rock bands there. Jack White has got this certain attitude that's in his music that's purely Detroit. And uh, that's what makes it so cool. I just did a thing with him, and I said, it's really hard to not sound like Detroit if you're from Detroit. <laughs> you know, and he says, you're right. It really, It's really true. Well, I, I also appreciated uh, you putting East Side Story on here because when you talk about that scene, you, Bob Seger's not one that comes up for a lot of people. I don't think a lot of people outside of the area really know his history, you know, back when he was uh, right. a, a 60s-sounding machine. And that's... Uh, I mean, if, if he had stayed with that sound, I, I sort of, I mean, not that he's hurting for hits. <laughs> Let's say that. But Oh, my I, gosh. He's got more hits than anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, think... but, you know, at the same time, you know, uh, that song was one of the very first songs that he ever wrote. And I think he was really surprised when we covered that instead of covering Get Out of Denver or covering one of the, the songs that are more radioable. But I said, no, no, East Side Story. I'm from the East Side. You know, I, I was born in East Detroit, so that makes total sense to me, East Side Story. And I, I, did I read somewhere that you all are, are still working together on, on whatever comes next? Uh, well, no, you know, Seeker's been out on this tour forever, you know. And, you know, I would love him to play on the album, you know, and everything like that. But uh, it's, we've done all the bed tracks already. The bed tracks are done. We did them all in Detroit. And uh, now we're going to be doing the vocals in Phoenix, in Arizona. Uh, just because I'm between tours at the time, and I've got a, I've got some days off in Phoenix, and I said I really have to be home for a few days. So let's do the vocals in Phoenix <laughs> instead of going back to Detroit for the vocals, you know. Yeah. But we know the essence of the songs are all done. Yeah, ready to go. Yeah. Now, is this this breadcrumbs kind of lead into the, to the new record? Is this kind of the, yeah, the taste? Was, yeah, that was the whole idea. Breadcrumbs was sort of like leading you into the next album, and. Uh, it, it, it's all original stuff. The, the new album is all original stuff. The original band's going to be playing on it. The OGs, we call them, the original guys, are playing. There's two or three songs that uh, we, we wrote with the original guys. And they're pure Detroit. We lived in Pontiac, you know. So Alice Cooper was, broke out of uh, Windsor. So we're probably more Detroit than we are L.A. or Phoenix or anyplace else. But but that's kind of the sound we can expect on the record is more of that Detroit yeah, kind of yeah. chug. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, a lot of storylines on, on it. And we go to a lot of places that we wouldn't normally go because we're working with writers that we normally don't r work with. And I kind of like that. I like breaking out of the mode where an Alice Cooper album sounds like an Alice Cooper album. Yeah. And um, this will sound like an Alice Cooper album, but it definitely have a lot of different flavors in it you know, that uh, we don't normally go to. You know, it, it, and it was like that with the Vampires album. When the Rise album came out, Johnny did most of the writing on it. And Johnny and Tommy, you know, my, my other guitar player. And so instead of me going into these songs, like they sent the songs to me and sent them to Joe. And Joe and I kind of decided, you know, if we get real involved with this, it's going to sound like Alice Cooper or Aerosmith. So let's not 
do what we would normally do to our songs. Let's let's let it be what it is. And that's what made that album original sounding is the fact that we didn't go in and do surgery on those songs. We we let it be what it was when Johnny wrote them. I did a few, you know, vocal things, I mean, uh, uh, lyric things and everything like that. But I just said, if I start getting involved in in arranging and things on this album, it's going to end up sounding like me, and I don't want the vampires <laughs> to sound like Alice. Yeah, that's a fun record, too. Uh, a compliment you on that one. Uh, it's, it's, I, I really like that record, yeah. And, and Breadcrumbs, too. I mean, this I, like, I, I'm a fan of everything you do. I enjoyed the last record and the live album that came after that, but this has been such a cool listen to kind of hear you in this style. So hearing that this is kind of the precursor to the next record, that's really exciting uh, to me personally. Well, you know, the funny thing is, is... Um, you know, we're, we're doing a devil with a blue dress on, you know, and I said, well, it's we can't do that and then go into another song because that's Mitch Ryder unless we totally approach devil with the blue dress on differently. And so we slowed it down and made it into a blue song. And then we went into a song by the Dirt Bombs, which is right. the Detroit punk band. <laughs> So we basically did what Mitch Ryder did on that, only we did it exactly opposite, <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, it, it's fantastic. So uh, I love this, Alice, and I'm looking forward also to the uh, Record Store Day release for Black Friday with the Billion Dollar Baby 73, uh, kind of getting that on, uh, in my hands as well. I mean, it's an exciting time always to be a fan of yours, and, and, and you continue that, and, and you just keep making it better for us. Thank you. You sound like a collector. So, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, the other day I, I'm doing my VIP thing backstage and the last guy that comes up is a collector, a real collector. And he says, when was the last time you saw this? And he puts down whiplash eye mascara, which is like the holy grail of Alice Cooper collectibles. <laughs> he says, I paid $8,000 oh, for this. Lord. And it's, it's, it cost two ninety eight when it came out, <laughs> right? Maybelline, uh, whip some on your friends, but it was really rare. And mm-hmm. and people that are collectors of Alice, that's the holy grail. You cannot get better than Whiplash eye makeup. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? You know, something you do, and and I don't know how much thought you put into that when you when you did that or whatever. And and then here it is no, years later, like that. Total after total afterthought. You know, it was one of those things where I went, oh, yeah, it's kind of cool. I wish I had a box of those. (laughs) (laughs) Easy payday. Well, sir, uh, I really do appreciate the conversation here. We'll look forward again to having you in Louisville in just a few days uh, on the 19th at the Palace. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been fun. All right, great. And I'll see you then. I'll see you at the show. All right, man. Take care. Okay, bye. Bye. My thanks to Mr. Alice Cooper. Uh, again, the latest release is called Breadcrumbs. You can look for a Billion Dollar Baby 73, this Record Store Day Black Friday. Hollywood Vampires, they got the one that came out earlier this year called Rise. And I am looking forward to the 2020 Alice Cooper release as well. And a big thanks to you for checking out the episode. Again, if you're not a subscriber, uh, hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all of the interviews that we release every single week. You can uh, keep up with us at iTunes, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Podchaser, Acast, wherever you get your podcasts from, uh, as well as Spotify and YouTube. You can subscribe there as well. And if you're already a subscriber, please do uh, give the series a rating wherever you're listening from right now. Uh, Leave a comment or review, whatever you're inspired to say today. I always love hearing from all of you all. Thank you all so much for that one. And after that, 
Head to WFPK.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, and bonus interviews. Again, that's WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound has your music and film news. You can also find me at Twitter at Kyle Meredith and Facebook slash Kyle Meredith. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network.